and welcome to the Hand in Hand show where caregivers and survivors have honest discussions about stroke. We are a part of Stroke Focus Podcasts. This is Cam, your host. Um, You're here with Cam today and I have a great lineup of people. The first is Liz Rasmussen and Jennifer Kurtz and one of their friends. They are involved in a stroke support group that Liz and her friend Lori Bird started 2014. We're going to talk to them about their group and what they're doing and uh, who their leaders are and just what is working for them. The group is called the Overlake Stroke Support Group, What's Next? So welcome, Liz, Jennifer, and Allie Gomez. Liz, do you want to start in and tell us a little bit about yourself, maybe when you had your stroke, and just what made you think about starting this? How did you and Lori get together? Sure. Um, I had a stroke uh, four years ago, and um, I couldn't talk at all for the first week, and I put the idea of going to a group at first, but then more and more I wanted to hear from other people what I have been through. And um, Ginger Fur was my speech therapist, she got me back to talking. (laughs) And um, then um, I wanted to, I wanted to go to some other groups. And I, it was too far away, or too big. So we started one here. In your group, I understand about trying to find a group because I know for me that was really hard and it was hard to get there at first. But I wanted to share uh, my story and hear about other people's stories to know that I wasn't alone. And I know with aphasia, And speech problems that people have, sometimes they're uh, more reluctant to go to a group or a big group, because I don't like big groups either. I like them to be a little smaller and, you know, where you're able to share and get to know people. So did you more, uh, all kind of more start this because of, you know, your, your speech problems, your aphasia, so that you did have a smaller group or just that mostly it was maybe closer to you um, than some of the other places were? I think we started the group mostly for information and uh, community. And it's uh, helped that our group is uh, not so big. <laughs> Let me jump in here, Cam. Yes. We're, we're in Bellevue, which is uh, a smaller city right beside the big city of Seattle. 
And so a lot of the stroke support groups are in the city of Seattle, and there's a beautiful lake that separates Bellevue from Seattle. Um, the problem is, is that the only way to get across that lake is a pretty busy freeway that also unfortunately is a toll freeway. And so all of us over here on the Bellevue side of the lake feel pretty content staying on this side of the lake. Okay. And, and don't like to, it, it, this is our community here. And the idea of going on the bridge across the lake is, is probably a, a bigger separation in our minds than it is in reality. Um, but it is a cost for a toll. It's heavy traffic. Um, and it's going to a different to a different city, and so that's another reason why we looked at starting the group here in Bellevue, so that our community could have a stroke community to serve as a resource as well. Okay, well, um, just to reintroduce you here, this was Jennifer Kurtz, and she was she is actually a speech pathologist who got involved in this. As long as you're speaking, tell us. How do how these guys get you going to, to help with this? They absolutely roped me into this. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, as a speech therapist, I think uh, anyone in the medical field can relate to the fact that there is so much to do, and we don't have a lot of resources, and there's uh, way more to do than there is time. And so... Um, as much as I loved the idea of a, of a support group and thought, yes, we should definitely have a support group, it was a little bit um, overwhelming that it was starting to look like it was going to be me who was going to have to develop this support group. Um, but when I had uh, women like, like Liz here and Lori Bird, who is not here today, um, telling me how much as as someone who's had a stroke, how much it meant to them to be able to have a place where they could go and learn more about stroke or mm -hmm. share information they've had about stroke. Mm -hmm. It just became more and more clear that, um, that I was going to help them yes. see that through. Yeah, I totally understand that. I run a stroke support group here in St. Louis, but I also was running one in a rural area, and it was about a 50-minute drive, and that's why a lot of the people wouldn't come to the, to the big one in St. Louis, because it was, it was too far, so we started one out there for them. It is important. It's, it's important for people to know that, you know, our, the journey is different, but we've all had a stroke and, and we need to share and, and figure out what worked for one person may not work for you, but at the same time, something out of that, the experience can help somebody else or can help a family. And it's even better when a professional um, in the field of, of uh, stroke recovery or speech pathology or or whatever can be involved also and give some insight and some help to it. So a big pat on the back for you, for them even talking you into it, but for you going ahead and deciding to help. Oh, thank you, Cam. Uh, I don't know which one of you would like to answer this, but um, how many, about how many people do you think you have in your group? Well, it varies. 
um, from about 15 to a max of 50. So um, it's just a drop-in group. We met, meet once a month. And if, if life suits you to come on in and spend some time with us on a Saturday afternoon, then people do. Um, Liz also is excellent with, um, I call her my webmaster. So she's excellent with sending out notices to anyone who's on our list serve and letting them know what our topic will be for, for that particular session. And so if it's something that appeals to folks, they make sure that they make it. And if it's something that they maybe feel like they can skip then, or feel like skipping, then they skip. So it's a, a highly varied number. Okay. Well, and I totally understand that because I, that would probably be my answer too, is that mm -hmm. it varies. You never really know because there may be transportation problems. It could be doctor's appointments. It could be the time isn't right at, at on that day or, or whatever. There's always, you know, a challenge there. Um, mm -hmm. So do you have a lot of open discussion or do you all have uh, people who come in every time, or do you bring your own questions to have people, you know, comment on, or, or how do you all do this? Well, we've found that, that for our group, and it's been this way for the past couple of years, that they've been really interested in getting as much information as they possibly can about stroke, about stroke recovery, about what's new in research, what might be interesting in terms of more less traditional medicine techniques as well. And so we tend to have a educational piece at every meeting that then towards the end turns into a question and answer period where a lot of people have an opportunity to then, if they choose to, share some of their experiences. What would you say your age range is in your group? I would say 40 to 80-ish. Okay. And Liz, this is for you. How do you, Jennifer said you send out notices and stuff, and you're great with that. But um, is there anything special you do to keep your members engaged? Well, I, um, we have uh, West Side in profit dress progress and uh, I is in the um, in the intention to uh, have been uh, the uh, the notion to send meetings uh, I put uh, anything that has gone on my rear door in Dirk uh, recovery. So that uh, means uh, article calls or uh, in defense on the, in the community team. Yeah. Now, Allie, I'm not going to forget you. Tell us about your role here. So I'm one of the newer pieces to the support group. Um, I'm also a speech therapist and we, we've had some um, 
changes in our outpatient clinic and I started seeing more of the stroke patients in our outpatient clinic and getting more and more involved in the community. And when that started taking place, Jennifer asked me if I would be willing to help out with some of the organization aspects and um, I was happy to jump in. So it's been great getting involved in the community. Okay. Um, so in all of this, Jennifer, what has been uh, the most satisfying aspect of helping with this? That's an easy one for me to answer because um, I look forward to seeing the connections that people make. And it's usually the 15 minutes before the meeting or the 15 minutes to 30 minutes after the meeting and seeing the friendships that are developed and how um, our people who either have had a stroke themselves or they're there with someone um, they love who had a stroke and they're just sharing with each other and supporting each other. That, that's my favorite thing. And sometimes I feel like the topics that we, that we um, come up with every month are really just a way to bring these people together. Um, and that what is really the really important part and the really special part is how everyone kind of connects and supports each other. I like that. That's, uh, that's really good. Liz, what's your most satisfying part of this? Uh, two parts. Uh, for me, personally, uh, I, uh, it's given me uh, a chance to put myself and um, the second one is what uh, Jennifer said. <laughs> <laughs> and that's just fine. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, Allie, uh, when they we'll use the term again, roped you into this. Uh -huh. And it sounds like you um, jumped right in. Did you expect to be happy with this? Or, or um, happy isn't quite the word I want to use, but um, I can't think of another word right now. Um, well, I would say that one of the things that, su that surprised me was how it influenced me as a speech therapist. I have experience seeing people just after they've had their strokes and then in our outpatient clinic where they're still sort of adjusting to dealing with the effects of a stroke on their communication. Um, but then in the support group, I get to see some former patients, some that were never my patients specifically, but um, how they're out communicating for many of them after therapy has stopped. And it's sort of a, a good reminder of, um, sometimes I, I see little tips or cues that I wanna give my patients, <laughs> um, but it's, it's great to see them kind of interacting outside of a treatment setting. And mm -hmm. I like seeing them um, kind of, the, the building of the community and people really taking a lot of ownership for learning as much as they can about what they've gone through and how to prevent it from happening again again, and how to get the word out 
to the community to um, hopefully prevent the avoidable risk factors from affecting other people in their community. So I, I don't know necessarily what I was expecting going into it, but I've been very happy with it. <laughs> and that's, you know, that's, that's good. That's really good because, you know, I am involved in the way I am because um, I felt like I was really lost. I don't know, Liz, if you kind of felt like that. But when I yeah. had my stroke, I was very lost. And there was just information coming from 200 different directions. And, of course, at that point, I couldn't uh, – comprehend it all and even a couple of months later after I finally got home I still uh, wasn't understanding exactly what happened to me and it doesn't just happen to you it happens to your whole family and support groups are just so important and it's so wonderful to hear of a great support group and and that you have support within your support group and professionals to help also. Um, and I just want to check again. It's the Overlake Stroke Support Group called What's Next. That's right. Okay. And you're in? Bellevue, Washington, a suburb Thanks. of Seattle. <laughs> and so anyone out there in the area uh, you know, we encourage you to attend because this would be so good for you. When do you meet? We meet the fourth Saturday of every month, unless, of course, it falls on Thanksgiving or Christmas. Then we bump it up a week, and we meet at 1 o'clock, and it's on the hospital campus. Okay. And is there maybe anything that we haven't covered that anybody wants to talk about? Um, I think uh, if anyone wants to reach out and get more information about our group, they can feel free to email me at Jennifer Kurtz. So that's the regular spelling of Jennifer and then dot K-U-R-T-Z at overlakehospital.org. I'd be happy to answer anyone's questions. And then I guess, you know, stroke focus, our, our primary mission is to become a help to stroke support groups and, and others that, that are out there. What else can we do to help you all? I think we need to spend a little time researching exactly what it is that, that you do. As I'm sitting here um, doing this podcast, I'm thinking about the potential of how many people we can we can reach and how many people out there who are, are maybe sitting at home who've just had a stroke and like you said there are 200 things that they might be pieces of information that might be coming at them and this might just be one piece of information um and i think that that i'm great i'm grateful for that 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 we now can be a part of this um, and I think that we'll dig into stroke focus ourselves and, and see what more, what more you guys have for resources for us. And we've learned that there's so much a give and take, that that's really what the whole stroke support group is about, and giving you know, and taking from each other. Yes, and that's what stroke focus is about also, um, sharing and giving and, and taking what we can find. So thank you for that. 
So, mm -hmm. um, Allie, did you have anything that you wanted to add to any of this? Um, I think you've touched on it a little bit, but one of the things that I've really liked seeing too is just how much it can be helpful to family and caregivers um, or people who love somebody who has had a stroke. Um, and I know our group were very open to even if the person who had the stroke maybe doesn't want to be involved or isn't ready yet or um, can't be involved for whatever reason for um, family members to come as well and be supported by um, by the stroke community. Yes, absolutely. I think it's very important that family um, or even sometimes friends and caregivers come because um, you can learn something and you can maybe more understand that it's not just um, your survivor, that, that others have some of the same uh, problems as as your survivor and I think that's huge um, so um, I'm going to sign off now I want to thank you three for being with us today and um, I've really enjoyed our conversation and hope that we can um, work together um, in some way and maybe have you all come back and give us updates on your group sometime that'd be great thanks for having us Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Hand in Hand Show. We hope you enjoyed it. If you would like to keep the discussion going, please join Stroke Focus, the social media website dedicated to stroke survivors and caregivers. Stroke Focus is S-T-R-O-K-E-F-O-C-U-S. Stroke Focus is a part of Wohala, which in Mandarin means, I have survived. If you wish to be a part of the show or would like to be interviewed as part of the show, please contact us at contact at strokefocus.net.